Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I have Richard Corus, who's the co-founder and CEO of EZ365, whose vision is to bring cryptocurrency to mass adoption in a simple and safe manner. In this week's tech news, which is big news in Silicon Valley, is that Sundar Pichai, who is the current CEO of Google, will be also assuming the role of CEO of Alphabet, Google's parent company. Now, even though Sundar has been part of the company for quite a while, it's always big news when Sergey Brin and Larry Page, in essence, are taking less of a direct role in day-to-day operations. I'm sure it'll be more as the story unfolds. If you're a content creator, a YouTuber, it is quite possible that this will be a bad week for you as YouTube is beginning to shut down accounts per their announcement. They're shutting down accounts that are inactive, but they're also shutting down accounts that they deem as abusive, offensive, or don't meet their standards for content. Um, It's similar to things that Twitter and Facebook are doing as well. So there's just a lot of concern in the content creation space. Also in the news is Twitter, who had announced they were going to shut down any account that had not been active for six months. They said they're going to take a pause and rethink their strategy because there was a lot of angst and protest, especially for those who had deceased loved ones with Twitter accounts they wanted to preserve. So Twitter admitted that they hadn't thought the decision all the way through. So they're going to still work on an alternative. There was a massive data breach recently that involved text messages. Um, millions of SMS messages were exposed by um, a forensics team on a database run by a company called True Dialogue. They provide SMS services for small and medium businesses, but it also was an indication that they did not keep things very secure. On a related note, it was just announced that Sprint also had a Mesa data breach in which they had thousands of cell phone bills out on the public internet by mistake. And I'll talk about this more in the cybersecurity tip of the week and how to avoid these situations. And that's the tech news of the week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I have Russell Corus, who is the co-founder and president of EZ365. Welcome, Russell. Thank you very much, Keith. Great to be here. So, Russell, I wanted to learn more about you and EZ365. How did you get started in this space? So, I, I got into cryptocurrency. Um, I discovered it about four or five years ago. Um, it was, uh, I, I had, um, you know, my background uh, started in technology. I was uh, a Java developer in the late 90s and uh, worked on uh, various different internet technologies throughout the early 2000s. Um, I then transitioned into more of a financial uh, career, uh, still on the, on the technical side, but I uh, was doing some investments and doing some um, uh, uh, 
work on on uh, finding new opportunities, emerging markets, and emerging technologies, and that that's kind of how I discovered blockchain. And uh, when I when I really uh, wrapped my head around what this represented, uh, it became an obsession, and everything else got pushed to the side. Uh, it became my sole focus because it really, for me, represented something that I believe will have uh, a major transformative effect on society and the world over the next 20, 25 years. Um, you know, I started my career in 1995, just as Windows 95 and the first Netscape Navigator were released. And I watched the internet grow from something that was originally seen as a fad and, and um, you know, just something, something cool on the fringes. And over the last 25 years, it's impacted every aspect of our lives. And I see uh, the potential for cryptocurrencies and the distributed ledger technologies that they're built on to have an even more transformative effect over the next 25 years that the Internet has had over the last 25. So that, that was really what became, uh, it, when it became a passion of mine and uh, everything, like I said, I, I started mining, uh, I started trading, I started investing, everything that I could uh, do around this new technology. And um, and the idea for, you know, how, how we got to Easy Exchange and Easy 365 was from my own personal experience. So when I, when I first wanted to get into the space, you know, I thought I was coming from an ideal background. I had a, I had a technical, you know, coding experience. I had financial experience. So I thought I was ideally suited. And very quickly, I realized that there's really no such thing as previous experience <laughs> when it comes to crypto because it is such a new paradigm. And it's really unlike anything else that has existed before it. So uh, for me personally, I was fortunate enough that I had uh, some resources. I had a good friend of mine that is uh, one of the uh, uh, co-founders of Ethereum. And um, uh, he and I worked together. Uh, he helped me quite a bit through that process. And um, uh, it was... It, you know, every step of the way, I would have a million questions, and I would go to him, and uh, we would I would take him out for lunch and pick his brain, and I would go off and and do all the research based on our conversation, and then the following week, I'd have a million more questions, and this went on for a period of months before I was comfortable, uh, really, you know, jumping in and investing my own money. And in 2017, when the cryptocurrency market was really going crazy, a lot of my friends who knew that I was, I was into this, uh, they wanted to get into it. They, they would see the prices uh, jumping up, and it was in the news every day. And none of them could do it on their own. Every single one of them you know, went through that same process where they would call me, and, and I would help them the same way that, that my friend helped me. And um, uh, my partner... Um, who was also initially we you know we've known each other for a while and and he came to me as well with help uh and and he comes from uh more of a call center background uh so so he he's really you know understanding customer support and customer service and when he tried to get into the space the frustration that he felt was 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 immense and you know he came to me after a few of our sessions and he sat down and he said listen this is this is crazy i can't believe that this is what people have to go through in order to access you know this new market and and he said there has to be a better way and unfortunately i, I said unfortunately there isn't so he said well then let's build one and um and that's really where uh, the, the whole concept so, so Russ, of Russell, Exchange was born. Yeah, yeah, so Russell, before we get into more about EZ365 and EZ Exchange, I mean, you hit on a lot of points that resonates with a lot of people, especially as most people, when they hear blockchain, still identify purely with cryptocurrency. You've been talking about cryptocurrency. But the aspect I really like about it 
is that you came from industry and your friends came from industry. So before we get further into your companies, what was that process? How would you actually talk to your friend and convince them that this will go mainstream? That's a great question. And that's, and it's still a work in progress. So you're, you're absolutely right. Our ultimate goal, uh, is mass adoption. Uh, I want to see, you know, because I believe in the transformative powers of this technology, I want to see it in the hands of as many people as possible. And one of the barriers to that happening is the user experience. It's not the only one, though. There's, you know, regulation or lack thereof, uh, lack of consumer protection, the just the general uncertainty um, is, is, is a big stumbling block as well. And, and you know, one of the things that we decided from, from day one when it comes to EC365 is that we would be, you know, we want to, we want people to look at cryptocurrency as a legitimate alternative to other securities, other equities, other investments. And right now that's not the case simply because it's, it's unregulated and to a certain extent it's still a little bit of the Wild West. Okay, hold, um, hold that thought because we're going to come right yeah. back to it in the next segment. So you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. Special guest, Russell Chorus, co-founder and president of EZ365. And if you have any questions or comments what we're talking about, stick around because we're going to get back into it. Email us at info at svi.biz and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo, with special guest, Russell Chorus, who is the co-founder and CEO of EZ365. Welcome back, Russell. Thanks very much. Russell, in our first segment, you're talking about the transformative power of blockchain and cryptocurrency. I wanted to know why do you think that is? So the, one of the reasons why I'm so excited about the potential of cryptocurrency is that uh, at, a, at a fundamental level, it puts financial control back in the hands of the individual rather than in the hands of governments and central banks. And this is a very fundamental role that cryptocurrency plays, because if you look at places like Venezuela and Zimbabwe and Cyprus in the past, you know, there, there's unfortunately government backed currencies are only worth what the government's promise is worth. And, you know, today that might be worth something, tomorrow it might not. And, uh, you know, we've seen that time and time again. Cryptocurrency allows you to control your own finances without requiring any third party whatsoever. No bank, no other company. You can own in, in, in full your uh, assets. And more importantly, you can send them. And this is the key. So just imagine for a second that you can... Uh, you can send cryptocurrency to a complete stranger halfway around the world over the Internet directly, peer-to-peer, without a third party, and both of you can have complete confidence in the validity of the transaction. So you cannot claim to have sent the money if you didn't, and the other party cannot claim to not have received it if they in fact did, because both of you can go onto the blockchain directly and view the confirmed transaction for yourself. So it takes the concept, it's, it's considered a trustless transaction because the concept of trust is taken completely out of the equation. And so that right there is, is such a powerful concept, uh, the, the ability to, to use and spend and hold and control your finances completely independent of any third party. Uh, that, to me, uh, really represents a transformative uh, aspect 
in, in our financial world. Thanks, Russell. And I think I echo a lot of your sentiments. I think coming from banking and technology, and I want to remind f- folks that you actually came out of the traditional world and you stumbled, got into blockchain and cryptocurrencies and you became a passion of yours. Um, a lot of what you're talking about, I definitely see in developing or third world countries. How do people in, let's say, the Western world or how do people in um, the industrial or modernized world, how do they get comfortable with cryptocurrencies if that's not the the push factor for them? And I, and I also, I really liked how you mentioned the trustless transaction because um, I usually refer to it as triple entry accounting. So uh, keep going. Yep. Tell us how, how would the modern <laughs> world, how would the modern world think about this? How would they adopt it? So I think one of the keys is really, uh, you know, cryptocurrency needs to be on a level playing field and it needs to have the same level of regulation and especially consumer protection as other forms of securities and investments. And uh, I, I believe that this is a key reason why uh, it's still, relatively speaking, in the fringes, because far too many investors, uh, traditional investors who may have a curiosity or an interest in it, uh, when you, you you look at the news and there's unfortunately uh, there's still a number of hacks uh, you know exchanges uh, have have some issues uh, personal wallets occasionally get hacked depending on the protocol or, or the technology used um, blockchain itself you know the, the the blockchain has never been hacked the Bitcoin blockchain and blockchain in general is is essentially unhackable but unfortunately you require third parties to access different services uh, via the blockchain, and that's usually where, where problems occur. So uh, unfortunately, the general perception and, and you know, to a certain extent, the reality is that uh, it's, there's a higher level of risk today in this market than there is certainly in you know, traditional uh, markets. Uh, I've, I cannot remember the last time a bank or a stock exchange was hacked and funds were stolen. Uh, because even if a hacker could, they know that they're going to be pursued, you know, to the ends of the earth. There's nowhere they're going to be able to hide uh, if they if they steal from a bank. But if you steal from a crypto exchange, unfortunately, uh, the authorities are really not going to do much. So that I think is a big barrier, and uh, the SEC really needs to establish uh, their regulatory framework. I think most of the world and most of the other jurisdictions are waiting on the SEC. Um, you know, we 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 have. Uh, we've, we're registered, uh, we have our one uh, corporate uh, entity registered in Malta, which, which does have comprehensive regulation around crypto. Uh, we have our, our exchange license and our wallet license out of Estonia, which also has a comprehensive regulatory framework. And, you know, we, we were uh, adamant from day one that we were going to do everything according to, at least according to existing securities regulation, where there was an absence of cryptocurrency regulation. Uh, we feel very strongly that it's the only way to really legitimize this in the long run. And, uh, you know, I personally welcome the SEC and the OSC's involvement here in Canada and, and other jurisdictions around the world uh, because we need some certainty. We need to understand if a particular token is a security versus a utility, uh, you know, the tax implications, whether uh, it's capital gains, like there's, there's all these things and, and uh, they need to, it, it all needs to come together uh, for the average investor to look at crypto and say, okay, if I put my money in here, 
you know, I'm okay with, with losing my money if I made a bad investment based on market fundamentals. But what I can't abide by is, is getting scammed. And, and, and that's what we need to avoid as an industry is to ensure that, um, that consumers have the protection in our market that they have in every other legitimate market. Yeah, you know, earlier in the show, you had talked about how you got into your career in the mid-90s, right when Netscape was coming to prevalence. And and we talk about it all the time. Um, sometimes the analogy is used that uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency, this is the first innings, this is like internet in mm-hmm. the 90s. <laughs> um, I come out of a technology and banking background. I, I, I When I talk to the people who first laid the pipes of the internet. So these are Stanford graduate students in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually talk yeah. about how do they connected their two dorm floors together to get you know the first <laughs> semblance of a, of a local area network. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. And, and there's every right and thought to be cautious because I think too many people just jump into something they don't understand. But it doesn't mean the technology is bad. It just means that it's not there yet. Exactly. And, and, you know, we held off like even our, our, uh, when it comes to fundraising with the, with the whole issue of token sales and, and there's a lot of uncertainty from regulatory and otherwise. So, you know, everything we, we just really want, we want people to have confidence. We don't, you know, we want them to, to really look at crypto. Like I'm so excited by it and I just want people to use it, but I recognize that there's a lot of things that have to happen in order for this to really reach mainstream. So, uh, that's, and and you know we work like I look at we we work we've partnered with a number of other exchanges and other other uh, uh, service providers that technically might be seen as competitors but because our we're 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 at such a nascent stage in this in this industry that we're all working towards mass adoption because if that happens there'll be more than enough business for everybody so right now you know we all work together and that and I'm getting a little off topic here but that's actually one of the things that I really love about uh being in this space is uh, is um the the camaraderie between different you know there's so many different crypto companies and being based in Toronto uh which is one of the hubs it's uh you know two I think three-fifths of the uh of Ethereum founding team is here and there's dozens of of tremendous projects and and hundreds of of amazing people in the space so uh we're very fortunate to be here and and we really feel uh a brotherhood and a kinship with uh, with other exchanges and other crypto projects. Well, Russell, it's been super exciting to hear about your passion, about trying to do everything with the available regulations, where you sit in Toronto and how you're trying to drive a mass adoption. When we come back in the next segment, I want to do a deep dive into EZ365, the ecosystem, and what you and the team are up to. So you're listening to the Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. I have Russell Chorus, who is the co-founder and CEO of EZ365, which is an exchange and an ecosystem on cryptocurrency and blockchain. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svi.biz, and we'll be right back with more with Russell. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I have special guest, Russell Chorus, who is the co-founder and CEO of EZ365. Welcome back, Russell. Thank you so much. On this week's Cyber Tip, it's a continuation of tech news, which is Sprint had a massive data breach, which left thousands of U.S. cell phone bills out on the public internet. 
And it's something I'm very passionate about. A lot of my career was in partner management, vendor management, or in the banking world, we call it third-party risk management. Well, there's also a concept called fourth-party risk, which is the vendor of your vendor. So whether you're a consumer or a business, Sprint as a mobile carrier is a vendor to you. And in this case, they were trying to repay or reimburse early termination fees when you switch from, say, an AT&T or Verizon, they were going to give you back that money. Well, they outsourced the processing of that to another vendor, and that vendor had no controls over the data. So oftentimes when I'm consulting with companies and I'm helping them figure things out, we spend a lot of time on how safe do they protect their customers' data. So you could be a cell phone company, you could be a bank, multi-billion dollars, and you spent a billion dollars on your cybersecurity infrastructure, well, very common is they turn it over to their vendor and they don't use the same risk controls that they do on their own. And this happened years ago on another example with JP Morgan, where one of the largest banks in the world spent $50,000 to process nonprofit donations. And that nonprofit was completely wide open as well. So the cyber tip is you are always responsible for the risk of your infrastructure. You have to know what you're doing, whether you're an individual or a business. You cannot trust that the person or the company you've contracted with is going to do the right thing for you. And that's the cyber tip of the week. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. Once again, I'm joined with Richard Corus, who's the co-founder and CEO of EZ365, whose mission is to bring cryptocurrency to mass adoption simply and safely. So on today's show, we've talked a lot so far, Russell, about your passion around blockchain and cryptocurrency, how you got into this world where you sit in Toronto and how you came out of industry and you're driving mass adoption. Let's really dive deep into what EZ365 is and what you and team are working on. Absolutely. So uh, EZ365 is uh, our uh, total vision. Uh, you can think of it that way. It's, it's, the, it's the ecosystem uh, that represents uh, everything that we're doing. Uh, below that sits three main components. Uh, we have EZ Exchange, which is uh, the fiat-enabled, uh, fully regulated cryptocurrency exchange. We have... EasyWin, which is a provably fair blockchain-based gaming platform. And we have Easy Academy, which is the uh, learning and support portal. And these three components, I think, uh, allow for a, a unique and complete user experience. Um, the whole thing started, again, with, with the idea of uh, a very poor user experience uh, and very... Uh, very difficult uh, to move fiat currencies in and out of crypto, uh, com- almost a complete lack of any support and resources. And, um, you know, it was really kind of a fend for yourself mentality. So we started designing Easy Exchange. Uh, we have uh, two dedicated UX and UI professionals uh, that have been thinking through every step of the way from the first moment you arrive onto the site to create an account, you know, and as one example, uh, we have um, our uh, initial exchange offering token sale, and uh, it's actually uh, still going on at the moment. Uh, but we, uh, 
yeah, I, I've, per, I've personally participated in, in a, a large number of ICOs and IOs and token sales over the last few years, and I can I can comfortably say, as objectively as possible as I can, that what we've built is the only platform that somebody with zero cryptocurrency experience could come onto the site, create an account, verify their identity, fund their account via credit card, and purchase our tokens all in about 15 minutes without any help from, from anyone else. And, and, I, and I honestly believe that that's world's first. I don't think that there's been a, a token sale yet that could be accessed that easily and that quickly by a, by a complete beginner. So I'm very, very proud of that. And the exchange uh, continues with that ethos. And, and in fact, uh, the entire ecosystem uh, has that. So the, 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 the two pillars that we really focused on, one was user experience and the other one, of course, was security. And that's, that's how we built everything. So Easy Exchange is a, a very simple, uh, very intuitive, uh, fully secure and fully regulated uh, exchange that you can uh, fund with a credit card. And more importantly, you can withdraw your cash out if you you know uh, this is a, a big issue with a lot of uh, uh, new users they would go in they managed to buy a little bit of Bitcoin especially when the markets were going up uh, they'd make some money they'd sell it and then good luck trying to uh, get your money out and actually get it back into your bank account so with us you can deposit funds with a credit card more importantly you can withdraw them back out so um, so quick question yeah. um, one is your exchange of production already yeah, we are in the the last uh, testing phase. We're just going through QA and pen testing. The development is all finished, and we are anticipating a mid-January launch date. Okay, and then two, because there is an international audience, which countries can participate? Which citizens or which domiciled residents can participate in your exchange? So that's an excellent question. And again, because of our adherence to global uh regulations, uh, we have definitely had to make some uh, restrictions. Unfortunately, our own home country, Canada, is one of the countries restricted. Uh, we are working with Canadian regulators, and uh, we will launch a separate instance for Canada that will be a little bit amended based on local regulation. Uh, for the same reason, the U.S. is excluded because as much as we would love to enter that market, and we, we definitely plan on doing so, uh, it's, it's, uh, there's just too much uncertainty at the moment. So our primary focus is uh, Asia, Europe, Australia, uh, and to a certain extent, uh, we're actually uh, looking into uh, and trying to promote in Africa and South America as well, because unfortunately there, there's more practical need for cryptocurrency. Uh, but um, uh, Asia is obviously the biggest market in the world today, and so that's our primary focus. Um, well, no, no, that that is that's a, that's good. That's a testament to how mm -hmm. from throughout the show you've talked about you and the team wanting to follow as many of the existing regulations and help set direction for others. So it's just really good to understand that it's not um, in your own home country of Canada and the United States. You can't just jump onto your exchange, but you're building this product. So I just wanted to make that clear. So thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, and then beyond those two, there's, you know, all of the usual suspects, uh, North Korea and mainland China. We've had to exclude, um, <laughs> uh, some, some of the middle, some, unfortunately, some of the Middle Eastern countries, you know, any state sponsors of terrorism. So there's our banks and our, our, uh, you know, the, the credit card companies. We've, we, everybody has their list of bank countries and we've had to basically compile them all together and make a master list and exclude everybody that anybody has, might have an issue with, unfortunately, but that's just the nature of the beast. Oh, as the, uh, former executive for one of the major banks of the world uh, for anti-money laundering, 
uh, bank secrecy <laughs> and know your customer. I totally get it. So it's just good yeah. that your team's going through all that effort. So let's talk more about the ecosystem. So now that we've talked about where mm-hmm. you're going to be operating initially, and you were talking about how all three work together, uh, let's talk more mm-hmm. about that. For sure. So. Uh, the, the, our initial focus when we started the project was really on the exchange. Um, and then we really started looking at, uh, you know, we have some members of the team uh, who are into gaming, some members of the team who have previously, you know, been uh, a poker player. Actually, we have one that's a, a former professional poker player. Um, and so other people that were into sports betting. So uh, the, the gaming side is obviously from uh, you know the industry is 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 uh growing massively uh year over year i think globally we're we're approaching 60 billion dollars uh in online gaming so the market continues to grow and it's a, it's uh ripe for disruption with blockchain um blockchain because blockchain is ultimately simply a public publicly available ledger that is visible by anyone at any time. Uh, only uh, for, just to clarify, only a decentralized yes. blockchain. <laughs> Correct, yes, sorry. Uh, um, so yes, a, a decentralized blockchain is publicly available, visible by anyone, uh, or if it's if it's not decentralized, I guess the controlling, into the centralized authority can make it visible if they choose to. Uh, but it's also, the other key is that it's immutable. And so... Um, you know, when you when you look at that's the reason why uh, when you when you go to you know if you go to if you send Ethereum and you go to EtherScan or you go to a, a Bitcoin uh, block viewer, you can be certain that the information that you're seeing, even if it's from years ago, uh, has never been touched or altered in any way because of the immutability of the blockchain. Uh, and so, when it comes to gaming. You know, think about this. Like when you're when you're standing in a in a casino in Las Vegas and you're playing roulette, you can see the ball bouncing around. You can see the number it lands on. Yeah, it's still possible for the house to cheat with magnets, I guess, but it's it's very difficult. But when you're playing roulette online and it's purely software driven, how do you know that the software hasn't been programmed to significantly lower your odds of winning? Mm-hmm. The answer is you don't. So you end up having to trust, and you go to sites. Uh, that have a good reputation, that have been around for a long time, that have a large user base. But ultimately, it still comes down to trust. So using the blockchain, uh, we can build casino games. You can build a roulette game that's purely software-driven. But if it's built on blockchain and all of the results are written to a decent... In this case, it doesn't have to be decentralized. We, we could give people uh, a, a blockchain viewer. So somebody, for example, somebody could come and if they wanted to play a, a, an online roulette game, they could look at the results of that game from its inception, every spin it's ever had, and they can see that the stated odds of winning are the actual odds of winning. So they're able to verify for themselves, and it introduces something called provably fair gaming. And I believe that this is, again, will transform the market, and within 10 years, every Bet365 and Bodog and every other online casino will all be blockchain-based because players will demand it once they understand the difference. And, um, and so that's what, you know, as the more we talked about that, the more we realized that this was really an opportunity uh, to, to incorporate a gaming platform into the ecosystem. And the idea is that you have a single wallet with two interfaces. You're able to switch back and forth between the exchange and the gaming platform. And the key is, is that the gaming platform can now take advantage of all of the infrastructure, like the credit card integration, like the 24-7 telephone support, and, and 
use the exchange can also then be used as the liquidity provider for the casino. So when you're hey. cashing in and cashing out. Yeah, Russell, what we're going to do is we're going to finish this up in the next segment during the pivot that talked about the transformation okay. that, that you envisioned. I think it's super interesting for those who are really into this space. So thanks again. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Guest is Russell Corris, who is the co-founder and CEO of EZ365. If you have questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. We'll be right back to finish the show. For questions or comments on today's program, call one 888 828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, we've been talking to Russell Corris, who is the co-founder and CEO of EZ365, an exchange ecosystem out of Toronto, Canada. Welcome back, Russell. Thank you so much. And Russell, for this segment called The Pivot, we were just getting into your passion and the transformative power of what you and your team are working on using the blockchain as the technology. So let's continue on with that. Okay, wonderful. So, um, yeah, so when it comes to the gaming, I guess we were talking about the the idea of uh, building a gaming platform uh, on blockchain and creating a, a provably fair uh, gaming experience. And um, so we feel very strongly that this uh, that this has the potential to disrupt the entire online gaming industry, and especially uh, when it comes to integrating it into an exchange and having uh, a combined ecosystem. Uh, number one, it's the first of its kind in the world, and number two, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, potential overlap. And you know, it's uh, when you think of uh, that, that from a neuroscience standpoint. You know, a lot of people would say that uh, investing in crypto is a form of gambling, especially because it's, you know, it's a 24-7 market. It never, it never stops trading. Uh, you know, it's a lot of people get that adrenaline rush from, uh, from trading crypto. So uh, there, there, there seems to be some overlap with, with the gaming side. And, um, and again, it's, it's, it gives exchange users uh, something else to do with their tokens. Like all of, you know, 2018, when for an entire year, the market did nothing but go down and most <laughs> people just sat there and watched uh, the value of their tokens fall. Uh, wouldn't it be great if there was something else you could do with your tokens, you know, place a bet on a football game or, or play some blackjack or at least have some fun, you know, maybe win some of your losses back or, or uh, at least lose them on your own terms, you know. So um, we, we do feel that there would be uh, uh, some significant value to exchange users to be able to have something else on the platform to use their tokens for and for gamers um, you know having that provably fair concept and even if they're not into crypto it gives them the opportunity to cash in and cash out very easily and and it gives them an introduction into crypto and you know they may be it, it may uh, spur them on to uh, to go further into that market uh, so, so that that is Easy Win along with Easy Academy, and then the third component is called uh, sorry Easy Exchange. The third component is Easy Academy, and this is the support and learning portal. And again, you know, uh, education uh, is key to mass adoption. Uh, awareness, the explaining to people uh, not only why 
crypto and, and the technology uh, of it, but why they should care, why, why this, why, how this could impact their life and, and why they should get into it sooner rather than later. So uh, we envision Easy Academy. Initially, it'll be uh, support and training related to Easy Exchange and Easy Win, but eventually we will build it out and it'll be, uh, we're, we're working with content creators uh, to create, you know, whether it's blockchain certification, whether it's uh, project and coin reviews, whether it's um, uh, information on on technical analysis and and trading strategies to be a, to be more confident and a better trader, um, anything that would allow allow people to learn more about this technology and become more empowered, uh, and we feel that that would have uh, great benefit uh, towards our ultimate goal of mass adoption. So that's that's essentially Easy Three Sixty Five is uh, Easy Exchange, Easy Win, and Easy Academy. That is really interesting um, in the blockchain world. There has been um, kind of a lull in what we'll call DApps or decentralized applications. And mm-hmm. however you feel about gaming in general, uh, for me, I'm not necessarily a gambler, but it mm-hmm. is interesting that the most successful DApps on many blockchains are related <laughs> to gaming. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah, just that's something I wanted to put in people's minds. Also, not only that, if you think about the world that your kids live in and Millennials in terms of gaming, like mm-hmm. c- um, mobile games, online games, which is not yeah. necessarily mm-hmm. gambling. You have NFTs or you know mm-hmm. non fungible tokens. It's very similar. So I want to get people not wrapped into so much on the gaming side, but that this technology yeah. is very good for ensuring that your transactions actually occur. Exactly, and and one of our focus uh, uh, for the future is actually on esports, which is also a multi-billion-dollar and burgeoning market, and um, growing faster than any other aspect of of video games or or anything else right now. So, um, if we 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 have whether it's working with Twitch, incorporating uh, the ability to view and potentially even bet on esports would be uh, would be also something that nobody else has and would be very exciting for a lot of people. I agree. Yeah, esports is super interesting. There was that Pakistani kid who I think he won a few million yeah. bucks um, <laughs> yep. on on a on an e game, and that's where I think mm-hmm. we're in a period of disruption uh, on many different levels, cross industry, new applications, and you know what, Russell, we're out of time, but I'd love to have you come back on sometime. Mm-hmm. I would love that. This has been a real pleasure, and uh, uh, anytime, I would love it. So once again, Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. I have had Russell Chorus, who is the co-founder and CEO of EZ365, an exchange that's being developed for cryptocurrency. It won't be available Canadians and Americans yet, but do look for it throughout the rest of the world. Do you have any questions or comments? Email us at info at svn.biz, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN.